0: You're listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. Visit us online at knowthecause.com and join the conversation at Facebook.com/slash Know the Cause. Welcome aboard! Thank you so much for joining us. You know, a wise man once castigated by his peers. He was a doctor, was put on the uh, put on the stand by the judge, and and uh, his peers were in the uh, in the courtroom and he was castigated by his peers because he wasn't following science. What is it, doctor, that you will not follow science? And he said these few words, and I think this is so eloquent and it reminds me so much of the two doctors that join me right now, Dr. Roby Mitchell and Dr. John Trowbridge, two of my dear friends. Uh, The doctor said, which science is it you would have me uh, respect? Was it science 50 years ago? Is it the science today? Or will it be, or should it be, the science of 50 years from now? These doctors have seen the future. And with all due respect to other physicians, physicians see a, a graduate degree plaque behind their desk. They see now. They see that when they got their degree, that's where their career started. These two doctors learn from grandmas and moms and dads and peers, but most importantly, from patients. Thank you both for being here. I want to entitle this, what do I do now to help patients that was different from when I graduated from medical school? And how do I keep myself, we're all three of us aging and you guys look great. What do I do to keep myself in this shape? Dr. Trowbridge, I'm going to start with you. Did you learn, first of all, from grandma, mom, uh, a spouse, you know? My mother was Armenian. There you go. First generation born in this country.
1: (laughs) She cooked fresh food all the time or didn't cook it. That's the scary part. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You mean you ate raw meat? Yeah, because that's what you do. Pemmican, right? That and, and, you know, a lot of Armenian dishes, good stuff. Well, and my dad grew up you know, with, with gardens and fresh foods and all that stuff. So their, their bent was in that direction. Okay? The, I, I guess to take off on, on your courtroom experience there, uh, Sir William Osler uh, over 100 years ago said that to study medicine without books is to sail an uncharted sea. But to study medicine without patients is to never go to sea at all. <laughs> wow! And remember, wow. progress is made by observing Patients. Now you can observe yourself, and that's a good experience. But that's one. But when you start observing patients, you see trends. You start to see the way things associate, the way they relate. And what you find is, when people eat plastic foods, you get plastic people. Okay. (laughs) And when you start eating naturally, when you start focusing naturally, when you start living life uh, the way it is. You know, it gets dark, you go to bed. It gets light, you get up. Uh, That's not the way we lead our lives. And we pay for that with the illnesses that doctors can't fix.
0: Was it patients that eventually taught you, Dr. Trowbridge, that maybe all this prescription writing isn't what... But my peers are doing it, and that's what I learned in medical school. Where did you go so right as to question tradition? I made a mistake. Um,
1: I I told you earlier about the patient that had suffered with side effects, you know, of the Naperson medication, died. Well, it's not actually a side effect because drugs don't have side effects. They just have effects. The ones you want are the good ones. The ones you don't are the bad ones. And at that point, I'm starting to think differently. Well, I was depressed during that episode after How I old lost were the you patient. Then? How old? I was in my second year of practice and, and I'd lost this patient. And that, oh. that was profoundly upsetting to me. And one of my uh, lab tech friends said, uh, what's going on? And I told him and he said, you know, what do you know about lasers? And I go, I don't know. He says, what do you know about acupuncture? And I said, I know that I'd have to be certified by the state. I can cut you open, but I can't put needles in, okay? <laughs> and so he shared with me about cold lasers, okay? And we started doing laser acupuncture in the office. Oh, that's a whole new field. That's 4,000 years old now, just with modern <laughs> technology. Yep, yep, yep. And that's when I realized how powerful natural healing could be. And that, that just set me off on the, on the wrong path, as other people would say.
0: And then I think Dr. Mitchell had a grandma that really, it's funny, at an impressionable, as a little boy, that your mind is so open to watching grandpa get sick and grandma have the answer. Well, you know, and that's something that, I mean, that foundation was laid
2: then, but I had no idea of what I was witnessing. about observing you know what happens to, to patients so you know she treated him for his high pleasure, blood pressure you know with with garlic and of course they raised their own foods right and, and that type of thing he lived to hundred and eleven right Whoa. now 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 then I go to medical school right and of course when she finds out that I've you know got an MD you know she won't let me come visit anymore because you know? <laughs> she never took any any, any medication so so her. I had that disconnect of someone who had taken these natural remedies, you know, and lived to 115, and then here I was prescribing the the drugs, right, and uh, damaging people. So fortunately for me, you know, I came to the same a um, uh, uh, consequence, you know, of having high blood pressure and diabetes and high cholesterol, and I had to get myself um, uh, out of that. And back to your point about the acupuncture and the laser, one of the things, again, this was another foundation that I didn't know what I was, what was happening at the time, but when I did my PhD, my proctor sent me over to China to study acupuncture wow. and herbal medicine, right? Uh, Chinese traditional medicine, <clears throat> which I thought was all voodoo, but did I Did you had- have an open mind? It's not at first. It's not at first, not at first. <laughs> not at first. The only reason that I went because I had been a karate instructor in the Marines and I was going over there to meet Bruce Lee. That was the only reason I took that. Uh, <laughs> the only reason that I, 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 I took that. him up, up on that, you know, but uh, that, and that first week I was there, arms crossed, condescending, right? <laughs> these, you know, these uh, third world people don't know what they're doing. But as I you know, weeks passed, and I saw stuff happen before my eyes. People get well, and so forth. Mm. I mean, well, like we couldn't get people well here. Then I started to ask questions and look in. Wow. Uh, but then, you know, I came back over here, finished things up, and I got re, you know, hypnotized or uh, 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 um, culturalized to. Did you get a PhD to, first? I got the PhD first, right, and then finished up the MD. Okay. All right, so the MD PhD program, and so. Um, uh, yeah, got rebrainwashed you know into the uh, conventional thing and then, and then until I became an ER doc you know, and got sick yep. and had the uh, episode with uh, trying to fix myself with, with drugs, which was very interesting, you know, and is just the most probably the most embarrassing thing to me uh, in my career in medicine. Now when I look back, I did my PhD in cardiovascular pharmacology. What I did was I would dissect out rat tails. And put them in these different ionic solutions of calcium, magnesium, um, uh, um, calcium, Zinc. magnesium, no, no, uh, potassium, right? Oh, okay. And to see what made blood vessels contract and what made them relax. Intellectually, I knew that magnesium made blood vessels relax. Potassium made blood vessels relax, right? And Calcium made them contract, and that type of thing stuff that is in Guyton's you know, book of physiology, human ph- you know, the, the uh, car mechanic book of, of, uh, <laughs> of people. Uh, of people. <laughs> but when it happened to me, what did I do, right? I went off script Right, and got the beta blocker, right? <laughs> Nowhere in Guyton's uh, uh, book of physiology, of human physiology, do you find calcium channel blockers or beta blockers or, or any of these other things that we throw in people you know, to control blood pressure. You find magnesium and potassium, right? And here I was, that's the research that I did. And I went and got a drug. And that is just such an embarrassing story for me to tell, but it's the truth. And uh, so, but when, but I did finally snap out of it, and what made me snap out of it, when I took that beta blocker, it gave me all these side effects, right, from depression to impotence to some other things, and that woke me up. And I I went and I dusted off that Guyton again, and I said, let me relearn how the body is actually, how does normally, I mean, I didn't have blood pressure, high blood pressure when I was 19. Why do I have it now when I'm 35? There must Something must have changed. Let me find out what it is. Let me mm-hmm. put the oil back in and have the light just go out naturally. Do you now
0: see, both of you, what a blessing that was? Oh gosh. But <clears throat> you had to uh, raise your eyebrows. Yes. Let,
1: let me, let me yeah. say that raising your eyebrows, because he said when he was in China, he started asking questions. Yep, yep. And I think fundamentally, and then you went to Guyton to get answers when yes. you had the problem. Fundamentally, I think the difference between what I do as integrative medicine, as I call it, or intelligent design, is the other doctors stop asking why about five questions too early. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Well, I have this. Okay, well, why? Well, that. Okay, well, why that? Okay? Until you get down to where you can really know the cause. That's what you need to treat. That's the root of the illness. That's where you're going to get the best result. And I tell patients, you know, you can go to every branch of medicine for your problems or treat the roots, and then every one of your branches in your body starts to get better. You don't need those separate branches of medicine. They're you branch the treaters,
0: exactly. they're branch treaters. treaters. Exactly. When, when Ruth was getting her master's degree <clears throat> out at a and M, I I had to type, I could type faster than her, so I did her term papers. <laughs> I'll never forget one I typed up for her, and she just was so good at footnotes and everything. It was called re-socialization. And, and uh, re-socialization, really, folks, a nice way of saying brainwash. Um, <laughs> you know, you go through boot camp, you've gotta take a scruffy, we were once 18 years old, we were in right. boot camp, Yeah. and you gotta take a scruffy, cussing, tough little 17, 18, 19-year-old punk and convert him into a man that can go into war and so forth. So that's re-socialization, but basically, we've all been kinda resocialized, and I am too, because you know why? I watched the five o'clock news. Mm-hmm. Talk to your doctor about this new medicine. Oh, it may cause a cancer or a heart attack, but talk to your doctor. I mean, we have all been re-socialized and what you two are saying is, I now treat people, oh, thank God for you two. I now treat patients differently because of my experiences in life. My okay. peers, so that's where the eyebrows Where I wanted to go with mm-hmm. this, John. My eyebrows were raised one night thinking, oh my gosh. Here I am taking beta blockers and there's, there's magnesium, potassium. Why don't I take that? Why, how about my foods? There's nobody more fun when he comes in here and we do uh, blood oranges and we do cabbage. And There's nobody more fun than Dr. Mitchell mm-hmm. teaching us what grandma taught you know, his grandpa. Have we come full cycle? Do you two eventually see that your peers will come to their senses or here's the problem? I've now got a degree on my wall that earns me 220000 a year, and I've got a wife at home and kids who are going off to private schools. I can't shut that money off. I can't go a different direction. Mm-hmm. I can't come clean with all my patients and say, I might be doing this wrong. For years and years, the tail has been wagging the dog. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but
2: now, with this evolution of so many children having the autism and the asthma and the skin conditions and that type of thing and going to the doctors and getting these bad experiences, they're coming to physicians like John and myself for, because when you get a mom that's on a mission to get her child <laughs> yes. well, you yes. can't fake it, right? I don't care how many degrees that you have up there, her child's not getting well, she's gonna start looking at other avenues, right? And so you can't help But come to the conclusion that this works because they're going to see other people about that post. That that you had up uh, the child with a horrible eczema, a horrible eczema, you know, and uh, you know, a, a, a mom put that up on Facebook, and I just nonchalantly, you know, said if you'll just give him the hydrochloric acid supplement, you know, and then topically put on some black seed oil, right? I mean, he'll be cured up, you know, in three yeah. days, and that's exactly what happened. She was overjoyed, right, and she sent me the before and after pictures, and I just threw it out on Facebook and said, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, this this happened. And just this flood of other moms that had you know this these all these children sending me me pictures right sending me pictures you know. And I just had no idea that this epidemic was out there. But it is the same with, again, the asthma and the Heart ear and throat, it's all, all the same thing. You know, it's these, uh, again, the uh, inadequate production of hydrochloric acid and, and that's why, uh, immature production of hydrochloric acid, and, and that's why at some point, you know, kids get out of these things and they say, well, he grew out of it, right? Well, because he got taller, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> no, it's because at some point, you know, around 36 months, then they do start producing enough hydrochloric acid. and then. The those things
0: resolved. Is it drfit.com with Dr. two t's? Drfit.com
2: with two t's, Yeah, yes.
0: drfit.com. What is your email address? Healthchoicesnow.com. Oh, I'm sorry, your website.
1: HealthChoicesNow. Yes. If you don't know you have Health Choices Now, you yep. don't have any. Right. Right. You know, the thing that, that is frustrating, Doug, is it, when Robbie talks about the, the learning about all these things and how it can work so well, We're still in a structured society designed to suppress us, So it doesn't matter what Roby says about hydrochloric acid or this or that or the other because the FDA can squeeze down any innovation. So one of my friends developed the most wonderful mercury chelator ever. Okay, Mm. Former professor, uh, former chair of chemistry at at Kentucky. The FDA raided his place.
2: Mm.
1: Not because of him, but because moms were putting on the internet, hey, I've been using this, my kid's getting better with autism, and they called that labeling. Mm. You guys and t- took it off
0: the market. The two top killers of we Americans are heart disease and they, they change, they interchange. Some right. years heart disease is higher, then cancer crawls up there and gets higher. <clears throat> As we close this podcast you both have seen cancer, you both have seen heart disease. Of well, course I had cancer. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And sometime I want to talk to you about your mom. That, that's a story that made me cry on yeah. television one time but um, is there a way to prevent these two horrible diseases. And obviously if you're preventing those, you're looking at the autoimmune diseases and probably preventing those too. Of
2: course, yeah. And those are, I don't call them diseases anymore, I call them consequences, right? So the vascular disease, again, is not in the natural history of your blood vessels of arteries, right? That's something that you have to make happen. And it's the same thing with cancer. I mean, and that's why you see this increase in you know, If these were genetic diseases, that would just be a static right. number. But we see them increasing, 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 right? That's that's artificial. So yes, we can reverse both of those and the same thing with the autoimmune disease. Can we prevent same thing them, with the, Dr. Mitchell? We can prevent them, definitely, because they were not there before, Yeah. right? I mean, back in the 1900s, It was documentable. You would write a paper if somebody had a heart attack, right? I mean, that was something so rare you would write it up in the medical journal. Well, of course, now it happens in 37-year-olds, right, as I talked about. And it happens every day. And medical profession has become like a system of pyromaniacs, right, on the fire department, right? (laughs) They get paid for more fires right and so they go out and set more and get paid more and they set more fires and get paid more right and it's a uh, it's a self uh, perpetuating perpetuating cycle
0: right that keeps them doing the wrong thing because they get reimbursed for it. And Dr. Trowbridge it's self-policing you guys kind of govern yourself, peer reviews, right? they, They are the
1: police, they are the judge, the jury and the executioner they work very hard to suppress something they don't understand But if they don't know about it, I can guarantee you they don't understand. it. If they don't want to learn about it, I guarantee you they'll never know about it. What you don't know about, you don't look for. What you don't look for, you don't find. What you don't find, you don't treat. What you don't treat, oh, modern medicine.
0: It's so funny because uh, Dr. Uh, Roby Mitchell met Dr. Ganino at a uh, talk somewhere here in the United States, and he, he went up to him and thought, you published the syndrome 30 years ago. I thought you were dead. <laughs> it's Don't funny mean. that, that yes. those of us who publish mm-hmm. in this area, mm-hmm. like... Well, not Dr. Ganino, oh, Dr. Trobich. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Dr. Trobich. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and uh, those of us who publish in this area are generally dead. So we're alive <laughs> still. That's pretty cool. For, <laughs> might be doing uh, something right. right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you for coming in and teaching. I know people are laying in bed or listening on their computer at home, and I'm telling you, so many sparks are flying in their brains right now, and thank both of you for that. You're thank welcome. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Doug. Thank you for listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or tell a friend. For more, visit us online at knowthecause.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knowthecause.